this is the hindu on books a weekly podcast from india's national newspaper on the latest and the best from the world of literature hello and welcome to the hindu's books podcast i'm anand krishnan your host for today In this episode we are joined by Vinod Kapri the author of 1232 kilometers a long journey home In his new book Vinod presents a powerfully reported account of the migrant workers exodus of 2020 told through the personal stories of seven young men Vinod joined them on the road last year as they journeyed home like so many others left to fend for themselves by the March 2020 lockdown and he tells us of the extraordinary obstacles they faced on their way home The book published by Harper Collins grew out of a documentary film that Vinod made on their journey which is now streaming on Disney Plus Hotstar. In this podcast we speak to Vinod about the book about his personal experience of chronicling their journey and what it really tells us more broadly about how India treats and values the silent millions whose shoulders carry the weight of India's cities who power India's industries yet they bear the burden as vinod tells us with little gratitude from those that they carry thank you so much vinod for joining the podcast today it's pleasure anand it's really pleasure if i can uh, begin uh, vinod if you can just tell us uh, you do mention this in the book uh, but if you can tell our listeners when and how you decided to begin on this project obviously it was first uh, a film project and that later grew into this book can you tell us about how and when you decided to tell the story yeah anant actually when this lockdown was announced last year on 24th of march hmm. so you know after few hours i was i was just wondering about uh, about uh, these daily wage laborers uh, there was there was uh, the few things were compelling to me and you know i was i was really worried about them so what happened next day uh there was uh there was no news reports uh, i saw but hardly people were reporting and then i saw a uh, hardly uh, it was something around 30 second clip of a 13 or 14 year old boy who was standing at uh, delhi's isbt mm. which is a bus terminal and that boy was crying so then i realized that people have started leaving they have they have started leaving their cities and that was the time i thought that i should go out and meet these people and try to help them out so from 26th of march i was on on the road mm-hmm. and meeting all sort of laborers going uh, i was visiting ghaziabad noida delhi all jugis of ghaziabad delhi and noida and i was meeting them and and not only meeting them i was trying to help them i was uh, i was tweeting about their plight mm. and in in the due course i got in touch with these people uh, mm. ritesh ram babu ashish uh, sonu mukesh so i saw a tweet uh, it was on 12th of april i saw mm. a tweet uh and you know it was they uh, it, it mentioned that they, these people there are 30 laborers in loni gaziabad mm. and all of them are hungry they are uh, they they are, they are out of ration from 2 uh, to 3 days 
so i try to help them i uh, i i asked ritesh to make a video and send it to me i imi- i immediately tweeted that video i mm. got a uh, we got a response also from uh, district magistrate uh, gaziabad police uh, gaziabad police but help did not reach them so that was the time it was you know you know it was uh, from 24th of march to 26th of april for one month i was on the road and mm. i was meeting these people and when i got to know about that these seven laborers uh, uh, ritesh ram babu and five others mm. they have decided uh, to go back to their village i thought that uh, this this journey needs to be captured because this is a very important uh, journey and this is a very uh, you know we uh, in our at least for our generation to come they should know and they should understand that uh, how this uh, lockdown was imposed without giving time to common people without giving time to these daily wage laborers so i thought that this is the this is very important journey and uh, i i need to capture it and initially my thought was only for the documentary but mm. when i completed this journey i thought that uh, i should write a book also no and it's a extraordinary journey i mean you can't even make up a script like this in terms of the obstacles they face at some point they are even robbed uh at some point uh, you have they have to cross the uh, the ganga river um at with great difficulty i mean it's a really extraordinary story uh before we get into the story you do mention in the book that you had imposed uh, certain rules on yourself on how you would do this project so that you would try to be an observer uh, without posing obstacles to them and at the same time it seemed that you yourself were personally concerned that in some ways uh whether you were uh whether exploiting or using their story so you had a lot of dilemmas you were dealing with yourself so can you tell me how you went about that process and as you as you meant tell our read tell your readers you came up with some rules to how you would pursue this exercise actually you know for every journalist you are also a journalist and for every storyteller or filmmaker it is very difficult uh, sometime it is very difficult to uh capture those things or to report those things mm. so in this case also we were aware that <clears throat> this is going to be one of the toughest journey of our life also mm. and uh me and my associate manav so we discussed it what we we decided that uh, and we told uh, this to uh, ritesh and ram babu and other laborers that uh, we would like to be part of your journey they were quite you know initially they were not very they were very reluctant they were not very happy about it and they they thought that why because they don't understand television they don't understand documentary they don't, they don't understand book that uh, i am going uh, maybe i will write a book or maybe i am going i am making a documentary so i tried to explain them that this, see your journey is very important and i need to capture this so this is the reason i am with you and i'll be with you uh, till sehersa but at the same time so we there was there was certain rules we decided that we we are not going uh, we will we will shoot only for 10 to 15 minutes in 2 hours mm. uh this was our first rule and mm. second we, we we decided that we will not uh ask them to do anything for us because you know when we make a film when we make a documentary uh it's uh, uh, in normal situation in normal uh, condition we generally ask people whether whether we are uh, shooting a uh, uh, with the real people also we ask them to you know can you can you 
just redo this again we want because it was not captured well can you mm-hmm. just redo this again uh, most of the time uh, many of the time we ask them because uh, uh, sometime your camera don't work there is some audio issue mm-hmm. uh, so but but we decided that this is a journey and uh, this is the, their journey to save their lives so it is our moral responsibility that we will not block we will not do anything which will you know kind of affect their journey so mm-hmm. we uh, this was our second rule thirdly we 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 maintain a uh, a distance with them because we were in the car and with with our camera so we maintain a distance with them we sh- we shot with them only for 10 to 15 minutes in a in 2 hours time and you also mentioned initially they were slightly hesitant because as you know uh encountering police meant that they were getting beaten up uh they were getting uh, treated uh, horribly by police wherever they encountered them so initially they were worried about you joining them but towards uh, as a journey began it seemed that you were able to really uh, form quite a bond and also there was a sense of trust among the nine of you that's right and uh, when i decided that uh, that me and mano should be part of their journey and we should uh, document this journey i asked uh, because uh, i asked ritesh uh, that can you send me your location because uh, there were something there was somewhere around uh, brajghat which is uh, 70 to 80 kilometers from delhi and initially ritesh and the whole uh, the other laborers they were very reluctant about it because uh, that night they were harassed by police mm. and uh, they thought uh he was reluctant because he thought that maybe i'll share their location with the police right. and police will arrest them and beat them again so uh that uh, that was uh, i i can understand that i can completely understand that but after that you know uh, all of them were very young they were uh, 22 24 26 28 uh rambu was 35 during the course of journey uh this trust was developed the bond was developed and uh, they started treating me like a older brother and uh, because we were guiding them we were trying to support them we were trying to help them so uh, yeah it happened uh, because uh, our intention was also very you know very uh, honest because we wanted to uh, document this journey but at the same time we don't want wanted to document this journey at the cost of their lives yeah I think really it's an extraordinary group of young men I think the youngest is 22 uh and I think they range until in age varies up to mid 30s but even for a 22 year old there's an incredible sense of maturity the things that he has already gone through in his life um which really comes through in the book uh obviously the March 24th lockdown initially we were told that the war would be over in 21 days but the thing that really comes across in your book is at various levels whether it's at the highest levels of government or even at the lowest administration level there was just a failure to think about this entire group of people and how the lockdown would impact them there were absolutely no measures taken uh, throughout the book there are places where there's absolutely no food and they're relying on ngos or the kindness of strangers which just tells you that uh people were left to fend for themselves i think one year later uh, the fact that people are still putting out messages and relying on the kindness of strangers tells you 
that this crisis is still ongoing very much. But what were what was really your takeaway from how your encounters with administration officials at various levels, people you spoke to on the phone to get help, or even local level policemen that you encountered on the way, what were your takeaways from how they dealt with this problem and more broadly their attitudes towards migrant workers who at one point you say, quote, were as valued as pests was the attitude of some people? So uh, I would definitely like to answer that. And, uh, but I would, no, I would, I would at the same, uh, I would be very keen to read a small, very small portion from the book sure. in which uh, you are talking about this hunger and exhaustion. Mm-hmm. So they were hungry throughout the day. There was no ration. There was nothing on the road. There was no, uh, all dhabas, uh, hotels, everything was closed. Right. And, and uh, the dhaba, dhaba owners, they, are, they were also not very cooperating. Uh, just because of police, police, there was a pressure from the uh, Uttar Pradesh police or Bihar okay. police or whatever, whatever. So when they reached one dhaba, so they were they were hungry, and at the same time, they were sleepy also. So that dhaba owner refused them. Mm. So when they reached another dhaba, that dhaba owner was kind enough to let them in to sleep, and he asked them also, uh, "If you guys are hungry, I can offer you food also." But you know they are so scared, so they didn't ask for any food, but they were hungry. Uh, uh, after that, what happened? I would like to just read a uh, few lines. Ashish understood their plight. They were just too hungry. What if one, one of them passed away during the night? Even if no one died, they would still have to deal with extreme exhaustion. How would they continue on their journey with no energy? He heard a couple of dogs fighting at a distance. He got up, telling everyone he was going to relieve himself and slowly walked towards the sound. As soon as he stood up, he felt his head spinning, but he st- steadied himself and kept walking. The dogs were fighting over the crumbs that lay around a big drum. As Ashish came closer, they started barking frantically, but back. He looked within the drum and felt as though God has answered their prayers. It was such a stroke of good luck that he felt he should have asked for something more as well. Maybe that would have been granted to there were at least 10 to 12 stale or burnt chapatis, a bit of dal and vegetables in the drum, cooked rice filled with polythene bag. Without further ado, he started picking whatever he could lay his hands on. Suddenly, he heard a voice. Who is there? What, what are you doing there? The moment Ashish heard the voice, he felt life draining out of him. Behind him, at a distance of uh, about 10 meters, stood the dhaba owner Bantu Patak. His impassive face looked ominous in the dark. What are you doing here? Ashi said no answer. He was terrified and his legs shook. The mistake would have bearing on the rest of the laborers and they would all be thrown out in no time. Bantu had reached. Ashi was trying to work out what he has been trying to do. Ashish felt he was about to faint. If you're feeling hungry, why did you tell me? Asked Bantu Patak instead. I asked you, didn't I? With these words, he puts his hand on Ashish's shoulders and young men felt as though a huge weight had been lifted. Call everyone. I will arrange food. I will arrange for dinner. Bantu said and went back to the dhaba. So, you know, so this was their plight. And, and I would say, uh, Anand, 
this i i i can vouch that i can uh, if you go out today today itself you can see these pictures march 2020 may 2021 nothing has been changed we you know we don't treat poor people or laborers as human we just treat them you know uh, actually they don't exist for us they don't exist for governments this is the problem and as you said a year later the fact that people are still relying on the kindness of strangers for everything from food to oxygen tells you that uh, a final question uh, you know one quote from the book really stayed in my mind early on uh, a lot of people were, of course were completely as you said even the state machinery uh, was immune to their plight and you asked uh, ritesh at one point why are you taking this journey home it's 1232 kilometers you may die of hunger you may die of exhaustion and he says you know it says he says it's better to die on your way home than it is to die here uh, and for, for them that was a sense of desperation which it seemed no one was able to understand including the government of of every level and finally without giving too much away even when they finally reach bihar their home state what they encounter is not sympathy but it's the same kind of hostility that they encountered in delhi yeah that's right anand and that's the reason i was telling that you know for governments for people who who are running this country these poor migrant laborers uh, they just don't exist they just don't treat them as humans because uh, as you mentioned when uh, when they reached bihar border they were very excited they were very you know very happy that now they have reached their own state which is bihar and uh, after that uh, um, after reaching gopalganj government took custody of these people and they thought that now the bihar government is going to take care of them and i i also thought even i didn't realize that uh, after taking their custody bihar government is not going to feed them for another 27 to 28 hours so it was completely unimaginable and it was completely shocking for us we tried to uh, feed them whatever we can because everything was closed and there was something around 50 to 60 laborers in that particular bus and all of them were hungry for 26 to 28 hours it's been more than a year now and still whenever i i think about those moments i still can't believe it that this really happened and i witnessed that i would say my really my heart goes with these people my heart goes with migrant laborers that uh, and this was the reason this was this was one of the biggest reason to film this journey and write a book Well, thank you so much Vinod for your time the author of 1232 kilometers a long journey home i thoroughly enjoyed the book i recommend everybody reads it to understand this country to understand what happened last year what is still happening it's really a story of humanity uh, seven wonderful young men and what they go through and also unfortunately a story of a lack of humanity uh, that we are dealing with thank you so much Vinod for your time for joining us today on the hindu podcast Thank you so much and pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Hindu on Books. You can now find the Hindu's podcasts such as In Focus and Parley on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and other major platforms. 
write to us with comments and feedback at socmed4 s o c m e d 4 at the rate thehindu.co.in 